Alright everybody, this week's episode of The Beat is brought to you by GameTime, your, no, your new go-to app for the best deals on last-minute tickets. Ticket prices drop right before the game starts, and because GameTime tracks prices in real time from thousands of trusted sellers, they're able to show you the best last-minute deals with prices 60% off. College football season's coming to a close, of course. Michigan and Michigan State are both in bowls. The Pinstripe Bowl for the Spartans, the Citrus Bowl for the Wolverines. You can find those tickets when they become available through the GameTime app with the two-tap ticket purchase. Of course, Michigan and Michigan State basketball, obviously still ongoing. Uh, NBA tickets, NHL, NFL, you can still get some of those before they're done. Also, of course, uh, theater and concert tickets as well. So the GameTime app is a simple, quick, and easy-to-navigate app. Download the GameTime app in the Google Play or App Store and score last-minute deals on tickets up to 60% off. Welcome back to another episode of The Beat. I'll be here in Ann Arbor. I am Nick Bummer, along with Brendan Quinn, who is fresh off the road from fresh. the spaceship. What do they call that place now? Is it still Assembly Hall? The state, well, here's the thing. It's called State Farm Center, but I refer to it as Assembly Hall in the story. Yeah. There's like ten comments in there that are just like... State Farm Center, State bro. Farm Center. Well, the other Assembly Hall uh, is called something else, too. I don't know how to pronounce it. after some guy's name that I don't know how to pronounce. There's like... Simon something. Simon, a bunch of um, shot or something like that. A bunch of consonants with like one like O. S K J. Yeah, <laughs> there's a V in there, I think somewhere. Um, yeah, no, a little trip to Champaign, Michigan goes down to Illinois on the road. Yeah, um, but we are talking football today. Yeah, football. Brothers, so we today. got a, uh, we've got a couple more weeks, and then we fully turn the page to hoops. So I don't yep. want to jump. Yep. Jump the shark too early here on the basketball. Yeah, and it's probably a decent time to uh, reset some of the football stuff, I suppose, as Michigan, yeah. Michigan State are both in bowl season and bowls that nobody cares about, that nobody is interested in at all. I wouldn't uh, say, I mean, some people I mean, are going to be interested level, in Michigan. Not right now. now. They, they oh, will yeah. be once, once it comes back around, but a lot of disappointment this year, I would say, overall. Yes. Both sides of the court. Both sides are just kind of wandering into these bowls, and it's more about... Next year, beyond bigger questions, yeah, they're both anger, yeah. lots of anger in the air. Um, Michigan dealing with lots this frustration with, with the Ohio yeah. State conversation, and Michigan State dealing with the D'Antonio conversation. Yeah. And it's just like, man, it is so freaking miserable to be around yeah. situations like this when it's just like the record won't stop skipping. No, and, and you're like, well, something dynamic needs to happen yeah. for there to be any kind of change in the. Uh, talking points or whatever you want to call it but I'm I'm interested from you um, I think for the purposes of, of starting this episode off is this was a different deal like I've covered both teams now both mm-hmm. places Michigan Michigan State for I don't know whatever three years sure. four years something um, the the brainchild of the great Josh Schlachter that's right yeah. my man I'm why don't you just do them both I'm raising a, raising a <laughs> yeah, bottle to right. you Josh my man um Screw this. Why don't you just cover them both? Probably <laughs> you, the exact you conversation. You suck uh, yeah. at football, so let's just not act like that's a thing anymore. Uh, his infinite wisdom. That's true. So, uh, 
but but for you, you know, I get asked constantly about well, how do you, how could you do both, and da 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 da. Yeah, football is just such a different animal, um, and you've been kind of ping ponging back and forth between the two places, and right. Not only that, but like the attitudes that surround both places, the insecurities that surround yeah. both places. I it's wonder if you kind of had, like, if you've learned any kind of greater, I don't know. Not greater truths, that's a little fucking ridiculous, but, you know, like... Yeah, I mean, uh, I think that, you know, I think, and maybe you've found this as well, um, when you cover one of the schools, you see the other one through the lens of the one that you're covering, right? right? And so, uh, for me, it was, when I first started back in August, I had that week off or whatever before I started, and I tried to watch as much stuff on Michigan State and read as much stuff, Mm -hmm. because, you know, at some point you have to start seeing Michigan State as its own entity, and I think that that... You know, that was my number one goal, was just, like, I, I have to be able to know everything. You know, I know everything about what's happening at Michigan on every level. I mean, all the way to the stuff nobody cares about, right? Yeah. Um, I'm not going to be able to learn all of that on Michigan State in a, in a in one week or one season, mm-hmm. even. But it was more about, you know, starting to understand better um, as much as I could. And I think I had a pretty decent start on it because I lived here. But understanding, you know, what the program... Uh, is on its own apart from its whatever with Michigan yeah, and where it's at and where it's headed, what their issues are. Um, are they salvageable? You know, like all these things. And it's been a really, I, Michigan state to me has been more interesting this season mm-hmm. than Michigan has uh, because Michigan's has been kind of an extension of something that's been going on for a while. And I think everyone at Michigan sort of, has acknowledged whether they want to or not, admittedly, I guess, but, they, but I think they've acknowledged deep down, you know, some of their flaws, and they've tried to fix them as they've gone forward, whereas at Michigan State, I look at it, and I just see this really fascinating scenario with this coach who, and I don't want to say, I mean, there's certain words you could use, because sometimes he talks, and you're just like, is he hearing himself right now? But it's it's just very, it's been very interesting to, to see a guy like Mark D'Antonio, who's had so much success in so many, you know, positive seasons, winning seasons, championship seasons, been a terrific coach, big game coach, all this stuff, to all of a sudden now just, like, he's clinging to this, like, life, it feels like, that just doesn't work anymore. And so the answers, you know, but but also, like, we don't know what he's talking about privately or how he's thinking in his own head. So whatever. It, it's all been about, for me, is, is trying to figure out how to separate them and understand mm-hmm. what they're both going through and then keep that in mind as you're going forward. Because they're not, I mean, while they are connected, you know, in the way that I think that we talk on this show, or the way that people read about them a lot, they're not connected. They're no, they're doing the same. They're doing different right. things, and more than basketball, they operate in completely different worlds. The Michigan and Michigan State too. Mm-hmm. Michigan State does not have the ability to recruit at the level that Michigan does, and so Michigan State has more sort of um, obstacles that are there. But at the same time, you know, Michigan, I think we treat them sometimes. It, I've seen I've seen people cover them both in the past, and I've seen Michigan get treated a different way than Michigan State does. Mm-hmm. To whereas Michigan get, will get held accountable maybe in some areas for some things that you know where it's like why are you, why are we acting like somebody needs to be fired here when they're not eight and two right when on the other side and but it's also like D'Antonio's a factor there where he's been around forever. So anyway, it's been about it's been interesting, but it's been more about juggling where each one lives and what the realistic situation is for both. What would be a good season for both? I mean, that was an interesting question at the beginning of the year. Like, what right. would have been a good year right. 
I don't think either of them met it, but, you know, so it's been interesting. You know, a lot of days that were spent just like, <laughs> I wasn't even writing. I mean, there's a lot of days that you felt swamped and like really, really busy and you weren't writing because you were just trying to learn as much as you could sure. about you know, what was going on. When, um, when you started going up there, I, uh, I don't know if I've told this story on a pod, but like the, when I first added Michigan State, I went up and had a sit down with Izzo. Oh, yeah. In his office. That. Didn't go well. Let's yeah, start there. Right. Um, he's like, how long have you been covering Michigan? You yeah. know, uh, blah, blah, blah. Why should I trust you on the program? You're a uh, Michigan guy. And I'm like, dude, I'm not from here. I don't give a shit. Yeah. You know, I covered <laughs> six schools within and, 13 yeah. miles of each other in Philadelphia. I can cover two <clears throat> 60 miles apart. Yeah. He well, I wasn't hearing that. And it was, yeah. it was a long, it was, but I mean, this was a guy who operates in the vacuum of yeah. trust. It's his thing. Right. You know, and, uh. You need to get to know him, and he needs to feel comfortable with you, and that took time, and we obviously got to that point. Mm -hmm. But point being, in terms of this question, like, I felt that a lot, that, like, people just kind of saw me as a, you know, a Michigan guy going up, even though you went to Michigan State. I wonder, like, early on, did you kind of still feel, did you feel like an outsider? Uh, I didn't. In those early days. Um, I didn't, because... For a couple of reasons. Number one, football is not like basketball. There is never going to be an expectation that you come in there and just you're going to meet with the right. head coach. One, I mean, he's not going to do it. So, not to say that which, that could never happen, which but is it, ridiculous. You know, I mean, we've talked about that These before. Guys, that's the difference between a football coach and a basketball coach. But no, I mean, I've been around Michigan State, you know, in capacities. I know yeah. all the guys that cover guys and gals that cover Michigan State. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, you know, I it's not like I'm walking into a room that I don't know anybody right. or anything. It wasn't like that. Um, and you know, and the and the SID staff up there is obviously accommodating, and they do a good job and everything else. But you know, I think as much as anything, it was about because I really tried my best to understand all of the issues that they had, mm-hmm. so that when I started writing about them, it was going to be like the first thing I wrote about Michigan State was just like a film thing of what all the things that they had go wrong last year. Right. And I wanted to make sure that people understood that I'm not just coming in here with these bullshit, you know, mm-hmm. like, I need to do this because this didn't work on a counting stat last right. year. It was about looking at, you know, I watched probably eight games full that mm-hmm. week. Um, I couldn't get all of them, but I watched like eight. And I wanted to make sure I had as much time spent watching all of that and so that, that it would come across that way to the audience. And I think that we've, over time, I think some people started to understand it. But I didn't have as big of a, I don't trust you, Mm-hmm. you know, from the audience. Because right. I don't give a shit what right. Michigan State if, or Michigan. I mean, you right. know, I, I that's been pretty well established. So, But I think that it probably helped that I'd been around for long enough and I think a lot of people had seen the way that I get it from the Michigan mm-hmm. side of things up there. And what I tried to do right off the shoot was just be as like honest as possible about a lot of it. It was just like there's certain things here that are good, there's certain things here that are bad, right. and let's just lay it all out and be really technical about it. And um, it's been interesting because I think covering both covering both and the Lions has helped me. I've learned more about football this year probably than any other year I've done this. Sure. Because, I mean, I've seen three different operations in completely different worlds uh, go through issues and try to come through them. And, I mean, I you know, it's just so many different areas that I've learned more about concepts and things by watching an endless amount of stuff. Because I've watched more football this year than sure. I ever have. Not just in person. I mean, I've watched more tape and everything else. Um, and it's everything I wanted to do. But it's like, th- yeah, there have been days where it's like you feel like 
you're completely overwhelmed by it, and you haven't written anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're just like, it's 8 o'clock at night, and you're like, I've done nothing! I've been in the car for an hour and a half, you know? like, And I've watched a bunch of stuff, but nothing's gotten done, but it's also like, that's part of the reason why you take the job here, because it's it allows you to operate in a different time, mm-hmm. in a different space. Um, and it's been interesting. It's been fun. It's interesting that you say, uh, you know, you, you make sure when you write about one, you're writing it from, you're not writing it through the lens can't. of the other, yeah. right? Because that's, that's where you're getting yeah. in a lot of trouble, and I, you know, I did that. that was my, my focus early on as well was, you know, when I'm at Michigan State, I'm writing about Michigan State. Yeah, when they're Michigan, not together. I'm, Michigan. I, they, I'm gonna treat them like yeah. they're, they're states apart, you know. Right. Um, but I wonder, do you think the programs operate that way? Like, how much are mm. they taking the other into account? What the? Endless conversation in the last two weeks has been about Michigan and, Michigan and Ohio State, yeah. you know, the, the compare contrast thing. But I wonder now that you've spent a year around both, how much do you think one weighs upon the other? Um, right now, now I don't know what it was four or five years ago, three years ago, two years ago, but right now I honestly don't think it's that much. Mm-hmm. I think that for Michigan it's more. Harbaugh, when he got here, already knew that Mark D'Antonio had a really good football team and had run a really good program and everything was going well and obviously lost that first game and then the very next year you know watched them kind of fall apart and they've had a sort of steady decline even though there has been one other Michigan State win in there I think that he was able to get his roster to understand that that is a very important game Mm -hmm. that needs to be taken seriously and respected um, with everything you've got in the middle of the season, whenever it lands. And I think that he's accomplished that. I mean, you saw him say this year after, you know, he's like, everybody in our locker room now has the advantage. We've all, everyone in our locker room has a winning record mm-hmm. in this game. And I want you all to understand that that means a lot to us, right? Like, that was sort of his goal. And I think Dan, it's been interesting, though, because D'Antonio, you know, for a long time, I'm sure it was a big factor but they went through so much off-field stuff and so much of their own problems that I, I think, honestly, right now, I I don't think that they're operating under the we you know we've got to just pay attention to everything they're doing because they have so many things on their own plate. Right. And Michigan does too beyond that rivalry to where it's not that hard. Mm-hmm. You know, you cover two you've covered two programs that were both final four contenders. They're awesome. both really really good. <laughs> this is not that. <laughs> I mean, this time. is a totally separate situation <laughs> where you've got talent gaps. I mean, we talk about talent gaps. We talk about Michigan's talent gap between Michigan and Ohio State. I mean, the talent gap between Michigan State and Michigan is mm-hmm. about as wide as the one so they're, they're two different programs in two completely different spots. Um, you know, on one and the interesting uh, interesting thing I guess about that rivalry is is that, is that on that one Saturday it can always that can evaporate. Sure, and that's the difference I think between the Michigan Ohio State and the Michigan Michigan State, and that there is a talent gap there, but it's not so great that you know maybe it was this year, but in most years it's it hasn't been so great that Michigan State can't come up there and do something different. But it's been. Uh, yeah, they're just they just deal with their own issues now, and they have to because they're totally separate. I mean, Michigan State is going in a in a bad. It's not good. I mean, the mm-hmm. direction they're going. Michigan has hit a wall, and has to find out how to get around a wall. Michigan State is, you know, not spinning its wheels. They're going backwards, and I, they're not, at least outwardly, expressing that they understand that, and that has been you know sort of the fascinating thing for me this season where you listen to. To Mark Antonio talk, 
and that's another thing. I mean, I've, I've been able to listen to him talk more than I ever have, right? And you and you listen to him, and he's a he seems like more of an emotional guy than I probably realized. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, and maybe even sometimes too emotional. Like I think some of the times where he'll say stuff, where he'll try to talk his way through it, and, and I don't know sometimes if it's like, like for instance, when he said the other week that he wanted to, that he was coming back. Right, where he, that was his intention. I, I intend to come back. It was right after they lost to Michigan and got destroyed. Right, was it forty-five to ten, whatever it was? Mm-hmm. And he says on that Tuesday, like you know, I went to bed last night after working the sixteen-hour day, and I had this conversation with Arthur Ray, who played here before. And Arthur Ray, of course, had all the uh, medical issues and was a perseverance guy and everything, inspiring dude. And you know, I decided, you know, uh, I know why I'm doing this, and I want to come back next year. And he said this, and I'm just like. Did you make this decision like on your drive in today, yeah. or like did yeah. you? So I'm still trying to figure out. I think a lot of wh- where he comes from, so to speak. I think I know. I have a pretty good handle on wh- how Jim Harbaugh operates, which I don't think many people. W- I don't think many people have that, and I don't yeah. think many people want it. <laughs> <laughs> I think that if you look at, I think if you look at the people that cover Michigan now, I would say. Angelique and I are the only two, I, I would think, because we've been here since he got here, mm-hmm. that fully understand all of the weirdness and yeah, why things... Yeah. I mean, I think we I think I can say that without much hesitation. And we're not, I'm not trying to brag here on either yeah, of us, yeah. but we've just been around sure. longer. And I would say the same thing for probably, you know, the guys who've covered um, Mark Antonio longer. They mm-hmm. understand where he's coming from. And so that, for me, has been also a, you know, thing. You mentioned... Trying to grow through that. You mentioned wall... You know, so yeah. in terms of dealing with the blue wall, were you rappelling <laughs> over it with a ladder or rope? What was your... so the 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 wall trampoline? And that's another thing I've I've tried to just. That's why for me it was so important to treat them as separate entities because I think that is such that is such a bunch of bullshit. And it's just like if you're covering Michigan, it's your job to cover Michigan, right? Yeah. So when I was covering Michigan, I would get this all the time from people that were like. Why don't you just write... Why do you always just write about Michigan? Why are you constantly just writing about... And I'm like, well, that's my job. <laughs> you know? Like, I, I don't know. I don't know what else to tell you. And it'd be the same thing if it were if it were Michigan State. So it's just like, they, they don't... And I don't know. I haven't used Twitter as much this year. We've talked about that. Mm-hmm. Like, so it's kind of been easier to get rid of some of that. But I think a lot of people see it, even locally, they go on Twitter and they see that both schools are just... Everything is together. Right. Because everybody has to have a comment on each side's situation when one side really doesn't know the full deal with the other and so it's been interesting to sort of see them as separate entities going in different like they've almost been like ships passing i mean this is kind of they're they're in totally different spots and um i'm not sure that one side understand <laughs> understands that as much as the other but you know that's been the, but maybe they do maybe they do and i just I haven't seen it yet because that's something also it's like you know they got a couple more weeks here Antonio keeps kicking the can down the road, but at some point he's got to make the decision on where they're going to go. And I, you know, maybe he does make some change, maybe he doesn't. But I mean, it's been an interesting journey, to say the least, to see them sort of half-heartedly change certain things. And I think that's given me good perspective on what Michigan State's going through because I saw Michigan do the same thing right. with Harbaugh offensively. They would they would sort of half change mm-hmm. something. They would change like two things and claim we made all these changes. And everything is branded. And then you go watch them play, like, nothing. You really didn't change anything. You changed, like, 7% of what you do. You didn't all the way jump over the wall and say, Mm -hmm. we're totally going to commit to a change here. Whereas Michigan this year, offensively, totally committed to something different. And Michigan State finally decided they were going to change something, but it was, like, 
half-assed, and it was just this little bit of... And so you see one side already did this, the other side's kind of struggling with it, and it's one of those kind of deals. Long day at work, tough day at school, still stuck at the office? Treat yourself to the meal you deserve and have your favorite restaurants come to you with DoorDash. With door-to-door delivery in all 50 states and Canada, order from your local go-tos or choose from your favorite national restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's, Chick-fil-A, and the Cheesecake Factory. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off their first order of 15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter promo code BEAT. That's $5 off your first order when you download the DoorDash app from the App Store and enter promo code BEAT. Don't forget, that's promo code BEAT for $5 off your first order from DoorDash. I have some questions about this Michigan State situation. Sure. So, oh, I had uh, 10 hours in the car the uh, last uh, 36 hours, <laughs> way back That's fun. for the champagne. <laughs> and uh, so I listened to uh, some football podcasts, both on The Athletic and amongst sure. our, our uh, contemporaries yeah. out there. And uh, I'm just... <laughs> I, you know, everything I view of it yeah. is more than an arm's length away. I sure. just kind of watch both of these things from afar, and yeah. I just I laugh a lot. <laughs> yeah, right. But um, the the D'Antonio staff thing, yeah, I was a little bit surprised that they're going to wait until yeah I mean. after the bowl to do anything, and. I'm sitting there looking at it, and I say, okay, so the guy clearly has his feet dug in, I think, on his own tenure. That's what it sounds like. I mean, that's what he says. I'm like, well, if that's your mindset for that, and everyone kind of knows how you are with loyalty and things Mm -hmm. like that, like, what percentage chance do you say he goes, all right, we'll we'll make, like, one change. But in terms of, like, a total overhaul... Not happening. Like, yeah, what, that what? seems more likely to me than anything. Uh, I, I, I think everything is probably on the table still, including right. him not including being the head coach, him. because there is still a depos- a lawsuit deposition he has to give in January that nobody seems to want to, you know, admit to themselves mm-hmm. that has to happen, and it's a pretty serious deal, and it's gonna. I mean, I think that I just saw some folks reported this week that um, Curtis Blackwell's attorneys were able to get Mark Hollis's deposition sealed and, and or I'm sorry uh, Michigan State's attorneys were able to keep that sealed mm-hmm. uh, the judge ruled in their favor to keep that sealed they wanted that public for reasons I think we can all understand mm-hmm. why they wanted it public uh, Dan Honios I, I mean if that you know what is that what's going to come of that right. you know, what it, what's going to come of that what's going to come of I believe I also saw that this Austin Robertson is going to be deposed mm-hmm. what's going to come of that you know these are all things that happened yeah these are not things that we just ignore and we act like weren't a thing and we act like and some of it isn't even new. Right. You know, it's it's the notion that D'Antonio brought this guy to campus all those years ago when everyone else said don't do it has like basically been reported. It's been yeah. that's yeah. been well documented. Yeah. And people just are like acting like that's not I I'm I have a hard time squaring that because he's been very defiant all season about how this that whole thing is irrelevant mm-hmm. and I guess I get that part of it but it's just like it's not irrelevant you are about to be deposed dude right, like what right, what right. you're a sitting head coach so you can't tell me that that's not going to be a, an issue if he's still the head coach 
So I think that, you know, he, he said, I'm not in control of everything. I plan on being the head coach next year. But I told, you know, I was just like, we'll see. I mean, I don't think that, I don't think I'm ready to just put that in a ink stamp and say that he's for sure mm-hmm. going to be the head coach. I mean, who's to say that he gets his bonus and changes his mind? I don't know. So there's that. But I also think that if he is the head coach, let's say that, the most likely scenario would be that, yeah, he, one guy in the staff retires and he brings in probably somebody else that he knows <laughs> or right. is familiar with. And, um, the bigger question that I've I've sort of gotten to is it's not to me it's not about necessarily the staff turnover. Uh, the one thing I would say is they need a better offensive line coach, they need a better quarterbacks coach, and they need a better plan. Um, I think you can probably keep a lot of your loyal members, but you got to run something different, mm-hmm. and that's really the, become the harder part, I guess. In that, uh, you know, keeping your staff together and doing the exact same thing. I mean that's just that's what they did this year more or less. Yeah, yeah. You can keep your staff more or less intact with a but you got you know you probably need some fresh air in there and some fresh ideas. But it, I think it also is a question for me of is Mark D'Antonio willing to go this winter and talk with some other coaches about some other offenses and say you know I look I need help like how do I install you know how do we go about what should I do you know those types of things because I, I don't think it's that impossible. To sort of go all the way in on a more modern, you know, spread system that doesn't require your offensive line to be outstanding, that doesn't require, um, you know, certain guys to be to do certain things that they're not physically capable of doing, because that continues to be Michigan State's problem. It's been their problem for four years offensively, um, since the last time they had an NFL quarterback. Mm-hmm. Is you know they got so used to Connor Cook sort of bailing them out, Kirk Cousins same thing, bailing them out in tough situations, and now they find themselves in these spots where it doesn't work, and all of a sudden, you know, we talked with. You know, well, I always go back to it. We talked with Cody Keeler there early in the season about what made those teams so good. And, you know, he, he being an offensive lineman, of course, was biased. But, I mean, he was right in a way that, in saying that we had dudes that were NFL players on the offensive line. Yeah. They don't have any of that right now. If they do, they're freshmen, and we don't know yet. So you're asking guys to do things they're not capable of doing. So you, you have to change philosophically how you operate as a football program. And it's so much more than just, like, we got to get a new O line coach, or we got to get a new quarterbacks coach. It's like they've got to change everything about what was Trestle Ball, which became D'Antonio Ball, which was we're going to have this badass defense and we're going to grind out 17, 14 wins and we're going to win nine or 10 games and ruin some seasons and have a great time. Right. Worked for a while, doesn't work anymore. Yeah. Football's not, it doesn't work. You can't do it that way. And so for me, the whole thing has been is he willing to do that? And if he's not willing to do that, you know, forget who he changes on his staff or who he brings in. If he's not willing to admit that our offense has to go into some games with the understanding that we're going to have to score 40 points today or we're going to lose. Yeah. Um, that's what – it took Jim Harbaugh five years to get to that point. He finally got there this year, and I think that they're there now. Didn't work out the way they wanted it to, but I think philosophically that's where they're at. And D'Antonio's not there yet. And um, that's the hump. If he can get over that and, and figure out, you know, a way to do that, they could get themselves back to something. But that's, to me, the bigger situation um, more than anything else. But, I mean, I can't see him just yeah, getting rid of half of his coaching staff after all these years. I mean, being there for 13 years, 12 years, whatever it's been. It's yeah. Like ridiculous. What's your read on how much he cares about his the perception of his legacy and all that crap? There are, cause there are yeah. some guys, like you know this, there are some yeah. guys that that is a burning thing, that they need this yeah. 
thing to be left behind. I think and then a, there are other yeah. guys that just just not a thing. Like Beeline's, yeah, no, Beeline is no, it, right? Yeah, right. They're the ones one, the others the other. I think it's important to him. I okay. think that uh, if it wasn't, then he'd be gone. Hmm. I think if it wasn't important to him, I think he'd have left. He, I mean, I don't know him, but I mean, from just my outside knowledge, right. I mean, if it wasn't important to him, I don't think he would have waded through the waters of all the off-field stuff that they went through. I think he'd have just been like, all right, I'm out of here. Dealt with this. How many times have we seen that? Mm-hmm. The minute something gets tough, I'm on the first boat out. Sure. You know, when you're Mark D'Antonio in 2016, or whatever that off season was, right? And you're one year removed, or two years removed from being a playoff coach, then your program comes under all this fire. And if you don't care about your legacy, you're probably like, man, I'm going to go coach the Dolphins or something. You know, right, right, I'm just going right, to get right. the hell out of here. You know, to hell with this. I'm leaving. See, see ya. You know, right, you guys right. have fun with this. I don't think I think it matters to him a lot. Um, I think he cares. I think he cares a great deal about Michigan State. I mm-hmm. think that's pretty obvious. Um, as you go through his tenure, and you say there were points in Mark D'Antonio's tenure where he could have left for m- more money in every instance, and he never got probably the money that he probably deserved in those mid two in those two thousand right t- whatever tens whatever the mid two thousand tens I guess when they were really rocking and rolling. Uh, but he stuck it out. And now, yeah, I mean, he talks about you know, completing that circle, but, you know, as we wrote the other week, it's as much, and I think he understands this too, I think it's as much about, because he knows Michigan State, mm-hmm. it's as much about breaking that cycle to, to make sure that when he does leave that the job is better right. than what it was the day he walked in. Because right. if you really look at it, I mean, if we look at it just today, it's better because they have better facilities, you know, the facilities are better. All those types of things. They probably have more money to spend. Recruits remember them being, yeah, big time. You know, a little bit. Yeah, but yeah. is it? But like with every passing but, year, but that's... how much better sure. is it? Is it better? Like Izzo better? Mm-hmm. No. Right. And I think that that's something that is there for him. Otherwise, because it's just like how easy would it be? I mean, all the stuff that he's going through. Most of it is own doing. Yeah. I mean, off yeah. <laughs> deposition of lawsuits. I mean, nobody needs it. Just leave. <laughs> right? Just like, I mean, just get out. I'm not going through this. I'm out of here. Bye. You know? So I think it matters a lot. Mm-hmm. And I think it's bothering him quite a bit that uh, that it's fallen off here. And it's been an interesting thing to watch because it's like all the things he did to get it, to get it going, I think he's trying to go back and do some of those same things. And the one thing he hasn't done is at least in the last two or three years, as he hasn't done the things he did early on, which was evolve. Right. I mean, they need to evolve more. And, I mean, they evolved throughout the course of his tenure before, so it's not impossible to say that he can't do it again, but they're not evolving enough. Yeah. And um, they're sort of clinging to something that I just don't think is possible, especially when you don't have the talent. And they don't have the talent. Mm-hmm. Like, their main problem is talent. They don't have enough guys on the roster. They're 26-22 and 22 over the last four years. So, obviously, you look at that and you say, oh, they're recruiting probably ain't very good. And it's not. It hasn't been great. They're not getting, you know, a lot of guys are still relying on trying to find hidden gems and take two or three years to develop them, and they don't have two or three years to develop some of these guys, and that's become part of the problem. So it's uh, it's been a really fascinating situation and one that um, I kind of, if I'm honest, I kind of thought this is exactly how it would go hmm. when I went into it this season. I just thought, I remember going up there one day, maybe the second week I was doing it. It was before the season started. And we were talking, and it was like the last week of camp. And everybody up there all summer wrote about how this new offense was coming into town, right? 
It's the same thing that Michigan went through the previous year yeah. when they signed Shea Patterson, and all those people told all those little insiders, uh-huh. "Boy, you should see this offense. Lighten it up. So different. Doors. So new. Everything's changed." And they go out there against Notre Dame, and you're like, uh, "Jack shit has changed. <laughs> it's the exact same thing with right. like a, a different coat of paint on it." Right. So I'm sitting there one day, and we're talking with all these guys, and they're being coy about it, which I'm sure they're supposed, you know, mm-hmm. D'Antonio had been coy about it all off season too. I think I was talking like Cody White or one of the receivers, and I was like, look, is this any different at all? He goes, no. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, I mean, he's like, we do a few things different. And he was right. But he goes, but no. I mean, he's like, I said, am I going to not recognize what we see, you know? Mm-hmm. And he's like, absolutely not. Most of it is the same. And he, and he kind of said it, and he's like, how could it be any different? You know, really, how could it be any different? We didn't change anything, mm-hmm. really. I mean, so... I kind of thought, okay, well, this is going to go exactly the way that uh, I thought it was going to go. They have changed some things, but it's just not enough. And that's sort of the cross or the fork in the road now where he has to decide. Because you got to go, there can't be any more half measures. you got to go all in on, on yeah. something more modern, something more sensible. And, you know, you're losing so much defensively. And, you know, the things they ask even their defensive players to do sometimes are just, if the guy's not an NFL-level player, <laughs> he can't do it. And you're, you're, you're relying on a defense to win you games. You know, maybe maybe football will cycle back around to where that's a thing again, but uh, that ain't right. it right now. What a what an interesting year to be. Uh, yeah. <laughs> double dipping for the first triple time. dipping, triple dipping. God bless so the Lions you, have Lions. Off the, the rails here. Um, man, all kinds of interesting stuff up there. You got the greatest coach maybe in program history, kind of under siege. You got. Hondo stirring the pot one day. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, he's calling people uh, dumbass questions and and everything else. And, they, and then they had that weird scenario where they, like, played one game in a month. Because right. they had, like, two bye weeks wrapped around it. And it was just like, what the hell's going on here? Yeah. And, yeah. and then you get hammered by Michigan and, you know, they scrap into a bowl and it's just like... And then the, he gives them hats after they go 6-6 six and six about how it was a program win. <laughs> And you know people are frustrated. I think that's also been something too. I used to think I used to think a lot about, and obviously the Michigan audience isn't as big as, or I'm sorry, the Michigan audience is bigger than the Michigan State audience. Sure. But I used to wonder a lot about like, you know, how passionate are <clears throat> Michigan State football fans when it's not good. Right. And there's a, I hear from we hear from a lot of people still. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, obviously it's you know they're frustrated. They're not happy with it, and you know they're able to see it for what it is, and they're able to understand and, and be frustrated. And they still had good attendance for portion of the season. I mean, obviously when the bottom fell out, it, you know, the attendance went with it, but right. um, they were still showing up. They were still hopeful, and uh, I think that they're getting pretty tired of watching something and being told something else, and that's that's the situation Michigan State sort of finds itself in now, yeah. It's one of those interesting programs where you're like, what is uh, how much did the success of the guy yeah, yeah, you're change Everything I think of, homeboy who was at uh, Missouri, old guy Pinkle. Yeah, yeah, right. Just turned Missouri football into like fired a real thing. Fired, fired. Yeah. And then it's like, oh wait, you're just Missouri yeah, football. Yeah, I know. It's uh, somebody <laughs> asked. Dive. Somebody asked D'Antonio that maybe three, four weeks ago, or a month ago, or a month and a half. And are you, do you think you're a victim of your own success? And yeah. he laughed and was like, yeah. I do. I mean, he basically said yes. I do. Right, I mean, he, right. you know, he's and I don't think he's wrong. I think it's he's in the, he's a victim of his own success in the same way. I think sometimes that uh, like a guy like Don Brown at Michigan can mm-hmm. be looked at as maybe a victim of his own success in some ways. 
But I think that that has certainly happened where your expectation has grown to a point where, you know, getting into a also-ran bowl is not anything yeah. anybody wants. Yeah. I mean, there were people that were asking me earlier this season, like, why can't this team be 10-2? and And I would say, well, they don't have the roster for it. And they would say, well, we did this in 2012. They went 7-6 and six and came back and were 13-1. and one. Right. And I was like, I know you did, but that was a different situation. <laughs> this is not that. And, I mean, like, and he's sort of clung to that. And it really hasn't worked, and uh, you know now they're at a crossroads. Has he been asked about, hey, by the way, compared to when you guys were really good and rocking and rolling, now Penn State is, yeah, no, rocking. Michigan is. No, I mean, and I don't even know something. if that's a. I mean, like, that would probably piss him off if sure. anything else, right? It's but a I real mean, question. Though. It is a real question because it's like, I mean, we've talked about that with basketball over the years and Izzo of course takes an advantage when a door opens to kick yeah. the door open but then kept it that way mm-hmm. you know and if you look at it D'Antonio took advantage of some, some some places that were down and was unable to sustain it mm-hmm. and when you have a 2016 class that has three players get arrested for sexual assault situations four I should say right um, not all convicted I don't believe but whatever and then you have other attrition on top of that. See you later. Yeah. And that's yeah. where they're at. I mean, that, that class killed them. And that season killed them. And they had a nice sort of a mirage year or an exception year in 17. That really wasn't. That was just a mask on. Mm-hmm. I mean, they got every bounce that year that they that they wanted. And, and now I think 18 and 19 is it's gone about the way that where the program is. They are what their record says. And, right. You know, that's the situation. Before we go forward, we should take our break. Take the break. I don't know. We get a fresh beer, and then <laughs> we come back on the other side, <laughs> and uh, maybe reset some Michigan stuff uh, before we're right Michigan out. Michigan and bowls, right? Yes. There we yeah. go. Pinstripe and the citrus. So, hang with us, uh, and stay on the other side. If you're a subscriber, you'll get the uh, other side of the show. If you're not a subscriber, hit the subscribe button. Go to hell. Uh, well, don't go to hell. <laughs> hit the subscribe button, and we'll see you on the other side. I've seen hard times on my day.